What's up, guys? Welcome to the channel. I have a terrible haircut. Went to Great Clips. Didn't end well for me. I have an okay haircut. <laughs> <laughs> You've got great hair. Thank you. Mine's gone. So um, today is episode 63, Luke, which is pretty cool. I think your hair looks completely fine, and actually, you look great. Thank you. Yeah. I just look like 12, I, I don't know why you would hurt your feelings <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't really mind it. But um, So it's just me named today. Aiden, um, Jonah has an essay to write with a broken computer, and then he has work <laughs> at three. It is currently ten. Uh, yeah, it's eleven. Eleven thirty, like eleven a.m. So you know he's got. He needs to prepare for work in the next four <laughs> hours. Um, <laughs> Kyle is out of town. He didn't specify where, but he's getting back this afternoon. So, yeah, that explains the absence of those two. But today. We so we have been reading Wild at Heart, as I'm sure you guys are aware. Um, but it's <laughs> always a but. Um, I kind of forgot that we're only supposed to read a certain amount of chapters, so I kind of got like caught up in it and I read the whole thing. <laughs> and I would say by accident, away. I would say by accident, but it was I really enjoyed it, so I'm not really upset about it. And so, um, today. We're going to try to focus on chapters three and four. Um, Luke, do you remember what those ones were called? Yeah, so uh, chapter three is called The haunt, uh, <clears throat> the Question That Haunts Every Man. Mm -hmm. And then chapter four is The Wound. Um, but I guess we can start on chapter three. Yeah. Um, so the first part of that book was The Lion of Judah. So what does The Lion of Judah mean to you, Aiden? What does it um, symbolize? Well, I remember Eldred talking about it as in... Um, the cage line? Was that the part? Yeah, yeah. So he made a... He had an anecdotal story where he went to the zoo with his sons and he felt bad for the lion in, in captivity because he was comparing it to the heart of a man in the sense that um, like, it can't be held captive. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he compared Ju like Jesus to a lion, or maybe like well, the Bible does. Yeah, Lion of Judah. Yeah, the Lion of Judah. That, I remember him talking about that. But to me, um, like, I mean, do you ever feel like so? The story was really like this lion. It's this powerful creature that could kill you if it was not in captivity, right? Mm -hmm. And it's caged up, and, and the lion like sees a human on the other side of the glass, and John Elder's like, I wish it would have swiped its paw at me. Exactly. But it didn't because in a sense, it almost forgot that it was a line. Yeah. It forgot how powerful it was. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when I heard, I was listening to the audiobook because, you know, but um, when I heard him say that, I also resonated with the line in the sense that like the daily grind of um, like whether like kind of revolves around a few things whether it's like school or work would work kind of out of season right now because i'm not working right now but school working out and then like things that i want to do personally like i still feel captive in the sense that like i don't have a lot of opportunities to go on adventures and i really like long for just a period of time where i can be alone with jesus um, because my faith has been fine recently, um, getting stronger, I hope. 
uh, it's just I don't um it feels more routine than spontaneous and I would like it to be the latter. Yeah. So I I resonated with the line in yeah. captivity. Cuz in a sense like this like you're talking about like this world there's it almost holds us captive with all the responsibilities and exactly. things and all the things we take on and things we think we need to do when we really don't need to do them. Mm-hmm. Um so totally. Yeah. I mean, that's all point of the book, right? Is like to really like release the man inside of us essentially mm-hmm. to do what it was meant to do. Uh, our fear was the next section of that. Um, so, I mean, for me, like, what's your biggest fear, Aiden? My biggest fear? Um, <coughs> that's actually a good question. Do you have a biggest fear? I think I always said, like, my biggest fear is the fear of failure. Mm. And I'm not, I think it maybe has changed. I think, I think not, the basic statement hasn't changed. I'm just, there's different things I'm afraid of failing now. Like, I'm not as afraid of failing in this world in the sense of, like, oh, if I die with no money, like, okay, whatever, big deal. But now it's almost more of a fear of, like, can I be used to my full potential? And, like, mm. the fear of not being used to my full potential and, like, not oh, being yeah. able to use me and then me limiting myself, in a sense, almost, like, to what God can do mm-hmm. to me. So Is it, like, the fear of failing other people or failing yourself or failing God, like there i mean they all kind of go hand in hand right if you fail to you fail kind of to god well you can't really fail to god essentially because he, he's already paid the fine for mm-hmm. us right but you fail the people if you don't tell them about god in a sense right mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of situations where i feel like i had the opportunity to be a light and i choose not to mm-hmm. so it's kind of the fear of like not being able to break that mm-hmm. and being still too scared of like reveal who i really am to yeah. some people I guess uh, that's a few different things, but yeah. Um, I guess it boils down to the fear of not being who I'm meant to be. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think hmm. I'm not quite sure what my biggest fear is. Like, is there anything that keeps you up at night? No. <laughs> Do you remember something when you were younger? That was your biggest fear. Like, was it the dark or? Yeah, but it's kind of, what do you think is the what what is it what is it about darkness that's so scary? Because like I used to be kind of scared of the dark as the well. Anonymity, the anonymity, like, like fear of the unknown. Yeah, um, and it's not that there's a monster. Like it kind of changed over time. Like when I was little, it was like that generic fear of there being a monster somewhere in a corner or mm-hmm. under my bed. But then that kind of evolved into being like because of my brother, most likely, like someone in the corner trying to scare me. Because then it's more personal than some random monster who I've never met. And it feels, it has more emotional yeah. <laughs> attachment, if that makes sense. Like, I, I'm more scared of people than I'm scared of, I don't know, monsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess it's changed from monsters to more of a reality. Yeah. Yeah. But why do you think you're scared of people? Well, I no, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm like scared of people, yeah. but like when it comes to being in the dark, uh like the idea of someone like my brother like chilling in the corner just waiting to pop out and scare me is just like so like annoying. <laughs> and it's maybe it's less of a fear and more of like a a nuisance. Mm, mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um Still, I don't know what I'm, like, scared of. 
Um, but I, I do, maybe I am scared of not reaching my full potential as well because, um, I feel called to teach and I'm trying to live that out as soon as possible. I'm trying to get my teaching degree in college and I'm starting to teach at XGT soon. And, um, like personally, it seems like if I can't accomplish that, then I won't have anything else to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm scared of. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess pretty similar to mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I don't remember when he talked about this, but Eldridge talked about um, a story that his son had where his son, like, has a lot of friends, and um, this one day, he's, like, six years old or whatever, and this one day some like bully like pushes him over and then like everyone laughs at him and then he goes home and he's crying and he tells John and he's like, you know what son, next time you see that kid, I want you to look him in the eye and punch him in the face. And I like, I like grinned at that. (laughs) And the next thing he said was like, now some of you may have smiled at that thought and some of you may have been shocked. (laughs) And I was the former because I realized that I've never really like had the chance to, or not the chance. I've never been forced to be in a situation where I have to fight my way out, at least physically. And so, um, like I came to this realization that I don't really know how to fight and I want to know how to fight for what I believe and how to stand up for myself. And I think that's another big fear of mine. Um, just, which is like not, being able to stand, stand up, up for myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's like the next point there is like, what is a man for? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the definition of a man, a person that knows his identity and that knows right from wrong and has a set of beliefs and standards in his life. And then standing up and like being confident in that and keeping those safe. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, I feel like you, you were diagnosed with like leukemia when you were young, right? Mm-hmm. Did the, I mean, you were young, so maybe you don't even remember, but that probably was some sort of fight, don't you think? It was more of a fight for my parents yeah. because I kind of was oblivious to most of it. Um, I knew that I had cancer, and I think I, w- I might have been semi-aware that it was something that could kill me, but like mm-hmm. there was never a fear. So I, the fact that there wasn't any fear makes me think, like since I was so young, I can't pinpoint it. Like, yeah, whether I remember this or not, but the fact that I had no fear makes me think that I probably didn't like was not aware that it that it was like a more dire situation than I thought. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of cool, though, because like I feel like that's how we should live our lives. Yeah, because right? like there's nothing for us to really fear mm-hmm. and have God on our side. And it's like that cool thing. Like, you, you know, your parents were taking care of you. You knew they got it in a sense. And so, like, in the same way we can think of, like, God's got us, so there's nothing really to to be scared of. Mm-hmm. I forget where, but I'm pretty sure I sound so, like, silly when I say this. Like, I'm pretty sure Jesus said this. But, <laughs> I, like, I wish I could cite it, like, a verse. But I can recall, at least I think I can recall, Jesus saying, like, something along the lines of, um, like, rejoice in life but don't 
be afraid to die either. Mm -hmm. You know, because death is not the end for us. Yeah. You know, that's cool. That brings me to the next king. I kind of commented, like wrote down a few notes (coughs) and it's all men die to something. Some or all men die. Some never really live. I was looking. Sorry to interrupt, but I was um, after I finished the book, I was going to um, I started making a list of potential senior quotes because I noticed that there are a lot of like, s- yeah, snippets, like in there. snippets that you could just <laughs> quote him on. And that was one of them like. Like, yeah, <laughs> I think it'd be good advice to younger kids, mm-hmm. like younger men, um, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, incoming seniors. Next year. Yeah, I'll just break that down. So, like, all men die. That's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. We all die. And then some never really live. I guess what what do you think it means to really live? I think it's in the context of the book to fulfill your purpose as a man. And um, in the beginning, he defines that as having, like, a battle to fight, an adventure. I don't know. An adventure. To live. To live. A A battle to fight and a beauty to save. Rescue, yeah. And... Um, I think, I mean, honestly, I think that's what the word live entails in that context. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think of like, you know, skydiving, doing crazy action sports. Yeah, sure. Cause like, that's what makes you feel alive. Right. And then, you know, going to nightclubs, all these different experiences that the world provides. Mm -hmm. But like you said, like those are just momentary. Mm -hmm. They're instances things like that adrenaline you get from that is momentary um and it becomes duller and duller Mm -hmm. the more you do it but i mean the first thing you with like the the um the like extreme stuff or whatever like skydiving or cliff jumping or whatever that i think that um in a lot of cases would fall into the place of like an adventure to live that definitely falls into the role right but if you make that your main purpose and like that's the only part of the adventure like a career choice you know well it could be yeah but like if that's, Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, if that, like picking any any one of those things as like your purpose and the thing you pursue most is is gonna lead to burnout and unfulfillment. Yeah, totally. So it's got to lead to something bigger, um, which is kind of obvious, and because we're doing a Christian podcast, which is you know following <laughs> Jesus and stuff. Yeah. But I think it's just cool to see like it is an adventure. If you were like like today in XGT, we were teaching like what would it look like if you just fully lived for God. And like I was just thinking, like it'd be spontaneous. You'd have nothing holding you back. Like Yeah, God doesn't live by principles. You know, he's not he's a lot he's really yeah, like you said, spontaneous. Yeah. He doesn't have like a schedule. <laughs> well, he knows exactly yeah. I mean he has a future schedule, but he <laughs> like he doesn't <laughs> just like, on his you calendar can never, end of the world. But you can never <laughs> guess, you know? Yeah. Like he has a, he definitely has a schedule, but you can never foresee what's on it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just the whole thing of like, you could leave anything behind if like your house burns down and like, it doesn't really impact you. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like a pretty awesome way to live, but it's so hard to do in action. Yeah. <laughs> like if you lost everything that you have right now, like how, first of all, how would you feel? Like, I'm, I'm asking yeah. you this. Like, if you lost everything you had right now. Like, let's say my cabin burns down with all my hard drives, all the information. And all of your money was in a safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, in, instead of having a bank account, you just had a safe full of cash. 
I think I would be momentarily, you know, pretty devastated, but it <clears throat> might be a good thing in a way because it would almost reset me. Because right now I feel like I'm almost in this cycle of like I have to maintain all that mm-hmm. and keep it going. Yeah, and maintaining all that is kind of what we were talking about earlier. Like when you have to, when you get drawn away from your purpose as a man and you yeah. just have to go into the daily grind, right? Yeah, yeah. So you start getting all these like you got rent, you got all these things you got to spend money on. So you, therefore you got to work. Mm-hmm. If all that goes away, it almost gives you a reset. Like a blank slate. Yeah. And you can kind of just, because now you have all this knowledge of things you really should be focused on doing. So it really would let you maybe do that more. So sure, yeah. I'm not saying no one come to my house and burn it down. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, um, I don't know if I could take it as easily as you, if I, well, that's what I wanted. Like, that's what I would, hope that's would like the happen. ideal situation yeah you know? i don't know if that would really be the way i react yeah exactly um but i do have a funny story like the other day i was flying um a job with a drone had a ten thousand dollar camera on top and, and it broke i hit the wrong switch hovering and it just we were on this huge ridge and it hit the ground it bounced and then it roll like it just like hit the edge and started rolling down this huge hill <laughs> and the crazy part was is like I didn't care. Really? I was like, cool. Um, That just happened. All right. I I don't know if it was just the momentary (laughs) adrenaline, but I took the control off, took the goggles off. I looked down the hill. I saw it down there, and I just, like, slid down this hill. I picked it up, and it was totally fine, which is crazy. That's so so weird. (laughs) I'm happy because, like, in that moment, like, uh, my mindset was like, okay, if this happens, then these are the consequences. I can deal with that. That's okay. Um. I don't know how I would have reacted if the camera was completely destroyed at the bottom. Yeah. But I love going through those situations because it really tests like what would I do in this situation or what will I do? And like you can kind of put your head knowledge to the test of what you actually would do in the moment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah, that's an interesting story because I, de- I think there's definitely been a lot of like, it varies a lot, m- like depending on my mood, you know, like uh, I think most of the time, when something bad happens that's unexpected, the mindset is like, oh, well, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> and and other times it's like, oh my gosh, my cookie crumbled. <laughs> and I'm never going to eat it. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's totally helpful to look at it in the former. Well, it's all a mindset, right? Exactly. And it's, but a lot of the time it's hard to maintain that mindset. Yeah. Like you can't always be like, oh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> like sometimes it's like, oh, the drone, <laughs> you know? like Yeah. But I'm, I'm glad you handled it well. Yeah. Well, I'm glad too. Um, <laughs> the next, that kind of does segue to like another point I wrote down, like why are men angry? Mm. That's a big thing. And I think it is their mindset. If something goes wrong, then they think their whole world is falling apart because they don't understand that it really hasn't maybe. Mm. I don't know. That's just yeah. an idea. But like, are you ever angry? I don't, <laughs> I, I think I don't, I don't get angry often. <clears throat> like I said, the, um, often the mindset when something bad and unexpected happens, I am like, oh, that's the way the cookie crumbles and I deal with it. Um, you think there's a but in the cases where I do feel the need to get upset, I don't usually revert like, <sighs> actually, no, that's a lie trying to <laughs> do you revert to anger because i'm trying to i'm well, trying to get another answer while i try to like recall i think i get annoyed mm. um 
Um, I definitely do get angry. Like I have gotten angry before, but just like, cause I said, like in that mindset, like this happens is like, okay, what, what's up? There's always a solution for the problem. Right. So when that's the mindset, like you get annoyed, but angry is like a lot more, it's not as big of a thing. And maybe part of that is because like I live by myself and there's not really much to get angry at besides like computers or mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. So maybe if I was in like a situation where there was like a lot more people around me that maybe didn't believe what I believed or like sometimes I think you can get more angry when you know the people around you say they believe what you believe, but they don't mm. act upon it. Being lied to is yeah. definitely annoying. <laughs> or someone being hypocrite like mm. in your face. Yeah. Um. So maybe I'm just not in the situations where I can't get angry as much, but yeah, no, I'm, that's true. Cause um, like we do see Jesus in the Bible in a way, like, getting angry in some some well, senses, yeah, no. right? Um I remember Alex Wilson <laughs> Alex Wilson said that like being angry is not necessarily a bad thing. You just have to be careful because it leads to rage and rage mm. is wrath, which is a sin. Yeah. And so I thought that was really important to remember because it's kind of okay, like it's okay to be angry. Like I I think yeah, Jesus has been angry before. And um it's like that righteous anger. Yeah, exactly. Like you totally had the right to be angry because mm-hmm. well, one, one situation was they were selling all these things in the temple yeah, and pretty much making money off of people worshiping God. Mm-hmm. And then what was another time? Like that's the most standout one, I think, cause it was like flipping tables and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then like, I mean, but most of the time, like, like let's say Peter cut off someone's ear mm-hmm. used to be like, he didn't really get angry. He just, told peter a, he was a little bit up he was a little bit upset with yeah. peter <laughs> <laughs> and he put the ear back <laughs> um so i think i think <laughs> i think as christians like we shouldn't like never be angry because if we're never angry with anything it it kind of like brings up the point of like is there anything wrong yeah and it, there's it, definitely it things tames wrong. us to be fine with everything and yeah if you are okay with everything you stand for nothing yep so exactly yeah totally um, I keep saying totally. <laughs> I agree. Totally, dude. Totally. Um, but yeah, seriously, like, I think, yeah, so I remember what I was going to say now. Um, there, like you said, there aren't a lot of situations where I can get angry mm-hmm. and I never like feel the need to get angry. But the thing is, I have this like facade ever since I started like working out, it's kind of like a facade of like a macho man. And so, like, I have this, like, the like the false self creates this sense to be angry even if I don't actually feel the need to be angry at all. So I'll kind of, like, pretend, but then it becomes, like, a real anger. And so at first I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I'll, I'll be cursing. <laughs> but it'll be like, oh, shoot, like, you got an F on this test or whatever. Like, And then it's like... I'm like just kidding at first, and then it evolves into like, oh gosh, like I, yeah, so mad at everything. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go <laughs> kill a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and I think too the reason we don't maybe get angry as a lot of other, like as much as a lot of other people we see around us is like because we do have a purpose and we have desires and like we can almost we're like kind of trying to work at and fulfilling a lot of those desires, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a quote in the book from or for that poet wrote George Hube Hubert something like that Herbert 
uh, a man begins to die when he quits his desires. So that's, I think, what makes a lot of people, men especially, angry, is when they're doing something that they don't want to be doing, but they have to do it to keep up a facade or to keep up, like, being acceptable in society. Mm -hmm. Um, And in my mind, I just, like, my image is, like, some businessman, you know, doing accounting, because that's, like, what I would never want to do. Yeah, I I don't want to have a desk job. Yeah, it's it's like imprisoning to the soul. Yeah, not do it. And yeah, I think, um, based on what Eldridge talks about, um, in those two chapters, it's really important to remember that, um, Jesus was not always like a Mary Sue, and so it's important to remember that you don't always have to be docile in every situation, mm-hmm. um. And that's why it's important to fight for what you believe in. Even if it's not physical, there has to be a battle, you know? Yeah. So. No, that's a good spot to leave that off on. Do you want to hop into some Q&A? Sure. All right. Well, first we have a compliment. So I don't know if we should read compliments on the podcast, but I'm going to read this I one. Mean, <laughs> why'd you put it on the doc? <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we're so desperate for anyone to say something. I'm just, any, any comment goes out to the Guys, we're so dry. We're in a drought. <laughs> um... I just want to say how much I love this podcast. It feels like a family where we encourage each other. Talk about life and learn new stuff. I know it takes a lot of work to make every episode, find new good stuff to talk about and how to put it all on YouTube and so on. I just want to thank you so much for all your effort. You may you be blessed and filled with strength. Thank you. Rahala. I don't know. Yeah. Rahala. I appreciate it. We really appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you pointed out that it feels like a family because I think spiritually, like we are a family, you know, and, um, brothers and sisters, baby. Yeah. All sons of Adam and daughters of Eve that go through the same struggles. And so we all look to one person who is Jesus and encourage each other through that and our father. And Yeah. If you want to make it easier for us to make content, ask more questions. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason it's difficult is because of you guys, okay? <laughs> uh, so I recently posted a short because we didn't post an actual episode. Yeah, I saw. And uh, Dwayne Cannon commented. Do you want to oh, read this yes. one? Uh, sure. Uh, wise words from our... <clears throat> it all comes back to me, me, me. If I didn't care so much about me, then I would share Jesus with you. It is hard. It is hard. Wait, sorry. It is hard, but you can't... Uh, shoot, I cannot <laughs> read right now. It is hard, but if you can just start grasping the fact that Jesus says love, love the Lord with your God, with the, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I do love myself, not in a weird way, but I go through life trying to protect myself. So if that's true, then I need to love others, and as I start loving others, it helps me share Jesus with them because I honestly care where they spend eternity. It's true. In Mississippi, everyone is a Christian. Um, notices, notice I put that in quotes. Everyone is a Christian. <laughs> um, so unlike where you live, we have to deal with that when you deal with the Mormons. <laughs> so everywhere has its difficulties. I guess Utah's pretty close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We have to deal with more, I guess, people that don't believe in anything or that believe they are gods, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the common belief here is, like, no one will admit it, but the world revolves around you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because I was definitely 
in that spot like when I moved, when I moved here. Um, I start out with the conversation just talking, and then I lead in with, where do you go to church? And that opens the door a lot of times. It's really just making the first move and then letting Jesus talk through you after that. So I thought it was pretty cool. And I want to break down some of those points. Is like, so yeah. he says, like, we're supposed to love, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, like we were just talking about, misinterpret that as like being docile and like letting everything happen to you because you're loving, you're kind, right? Yeah. But he, John, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're but, good. Or I do mean to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um, John Eldred says, like, you know what? I completely forgot what I was going to say. So <laughs> just continue, Luke. I'm so sorry. Well, no, 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 uh, no, just kidding. Okay. So, <laughs> um, loving sometimes, like we talk about this a lot, like loving sometimes is, you oh, know, you, you, he in- says that <laughs> the, he says that the church just produces really nice guys and the world doesn't need any more nice guys. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes loving is, you know, being strict with somebody like, Tough I just, love. yeah, like a parent and a kid mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and so loving doesn't always look like agreeing with everything someone says, but telling them why you think they're wrong and what you think mm-hmm. uh, in a kind way, obviously. But Yeah, because what, like, it's like the thing that Wolfgang says, like if you love someone, you're going to tell them the truth yeah. because you want them to be with you in this battle. Mm-hmm. So, And then what was the other thing I was going to talk about this one? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, that, I think it's cool that in Mississippi, you can be like, where do you go to church? Because, yeah. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Um, There's like good questions you can ask in certain places that easily lead to that conversation. Yeah, it's really easy to say like, where do you go to church when I'm in Florida, you know? But Yeah, like here um, you can ask like, are you spiritual? Yeah. Because people like, spirituality is kind of cool, you know? They, yeah, in, they, in yeah spirituality place. is in. Yeah. <laughs> so you go there and you can start from there and break it down from there. Mm-hmm. But also, like, what I was going to say is that whenever I stumble upon the fact that I go to church, it's like, I was talking to my homecoming date last night, and it's it's like, um, uh, sorry, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm texting my church group. It's like, oh, you go to church? Like, that's usually the question I get. Like, yeah, yeah I go to church. <laughs> Do you so. try to elaborate or try to, like, I mean, it depends what who you're talking to, obviously. Yeah, it does. Um, but last night I was like, yeah, um, I've known these guys for years. So it's really important to me that yeah, we're in touch. <laughs> nice. Well, let's move on to the next question. Um, Austin. Oh, Austin, just want to shout him out because um, he DM'd us. And I asked him how he found us. And he's the president of Young Life at CU. No way. <laughs> Matthew goes to CU. Keep an eye out for him. Yeah, we should we should we should connect this guy with Matthew, maybe. Oh, that'd be so cool. Matthew can meet up with There's him. also Austin. Young Life at SMU where my brother goes. I saw a sign for it. Nice. Um because yeah, he asked if any of us go to uh or like if we're based from CU, because he saw Matthew in one of the episodes with the CU hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh my gosh, we have to get we have to like make them hang out. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um all right. This next question is yeah. deep, long question. From from Christian. Hey guys. I know I just followed <laughs> you on Instagram, but I've been listening to the pod since the beginning. I have no idea how I found you, or but but ever since, I've related so much to you guys in many ways. But anyways, I know you guys need questions, and, I'm just had, and I just had a thought that could use an opinion. 
So I've been re- in a relationship for two years now with I, I love think that's my life. Yeah, oh, LOML. Love my life. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I was like, is her name Loma? <laughs> <laughs> we go to church and read the Bible together. That's awesome, by the way. I wish I could have that. <laughs> I teach her and help her grow in faith. But my question is, what would you guys do in my situation where you felt as if the spark hasn't been ignited yet in her relationship with Christ? I know she believes, but I just don't see as much passion as myself. Now that I write you this question, I begin to come up with answers to resolve it, but feel free to respond. Also, I think I would also I think it would be cool if you guys could mention what book of the Bible you guys remember reading as a new believer that was so ap- op- appealing and, and eye-opening. Mm, so, yeah. we have a few questions here, but yeah. the first one, let's unpack this. Um, first off, don't take any of our relationship advice because <laughs> we are obviously not qualified no i pull <laughs> take my advice none from luke <laughs> no i mean that's, I think, a, that's I think, a really difficult question i think he almost answered his own question here because like he said now that i write you this question i begin to come up with answers to resolve it but i feel but feel free to respond so yeah i mean i want to respond because i don't want to seem lazy and be like yeah god knows your heart just figure it out <laughs> but i think your girlfriend time. has to ask herself this question because Really, we come up with answers when we ask the question, right? Like yeah. he just found here. So she has to start questioning things. And that might sound counter thing, but like maybe she's in a situation where everyone believes the same stuff and it's just normal too. Mm-hmm. But once you start questioning and looking for yourself on the answers, it makes it a lot more real. So maybe that would be some sort of solution is her like trying to get her into situations where she's asking questions. Yeah. I think the best um, advice for you to hear right now is that like it's not... Um, I appreciate you like looking to us for answers, but at the same time, like it is her question, like her questioning of God that leads to her, the spark. Yeah. That leads to the spark that maybe you guys found by the time (laughs) that we received this this question. question. Um, how, (laughs) I guess that if we boil this question down is like, how do you spark someone's desire or spark someone's flame? Mm for the gospel yeah. for Jesus. And I think that's like a million dollar question. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, there's so much to, and I think it's different for a lot of different that. people. Yeah, totally. Cause we all go again. through it too, right? Like sometimes we don't want to do the podcast or sometimes we don't want to go to church. So what happens in our lives that brings us back to coming into community and into fellowship and into reading God's word and diving in and trying to understand it. And for me, it's like, Sometimes when things happen in life and you realize you have to fall back on truth um, and truth is God, so you fall back on that. But then another situation, like, I guess just community is really important mm-hmm. and what, what you're surrounded by. Yeah, I, I think it's cool that, and I'm not jealous at all that you <laughs> that you have a spiritual girlfriend like that. <laughs> that's, that's cool, man. Um, <laughs> um, I know. I I think that's cool that you can do that. I wonder where you bought her. Actually, uh, I found the solution. <laughs> Show your girlfriend this podcast, not this episode. <laughs> episode four. Yes. Is it okay to be gay? <laughs> <laughs> That'll spark her interest right up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's the best we could do to respond to that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, obviously, like, 
to get someone like to get someone's spark to spark <laughs> it would take probably like at least an hour to unpack all of the questions that come from the logistics of that so I don't know if we could answer that, but the best advice that we could give you is that it is her questioning that leads to a spark igniting and you guys being more spiritually connected. So. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, and any last words or thoughts? We didn't answer the last question. Also, I oh, think it would be right. cool if you guys could remember the first Bible book you read as a Christian person. So This <laughs> is the thing. I feel like I've known God for my whole life, right? And I think a lot of you guys can probably relate to this. Um, because I grew up in a family that like the first TV shows I remember watching were Bible cartoons and all that kind of stuff. And like all the books we would read. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's hard for me to think of like a book that like made everything make sense. Like a Um, book in the Bible. Yeah. But I guess Romans is really cool because it does unpack a lot of the questions. I think a lot of people have about just salvation and like how that works and grace. Um, So I think Romans is really cool. Mm-hmm. I actually just started reading Romans nice. for yeah. the first time, so <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs> um, are you done? Yeah. When I um, started doing, when we, when discipleship was a thing a few years ago, you remember with like Kyle yeah. and your brother, and Matthew, Lewis, and Robbie, when everyone would actually show up. Um, Even uh, Logan was there. I don't think I was ever, I was there when Logan okay. was, because I don't remember Logan being there. But um when I realized that these are the people that I want to hang out with, my interest was peaked into scripture. And so um, I just flipped straight to Proverbs because as a linguistic man, I knew that <laughs> <laughs> I knew that Proverbs was like, um, like Im- it could be used as like important things to remember maybe, or like, I don't know, stuff like that. That's what I was seeking from it. And um, so that was the first book that I read on my own accord um and I mean I can't say like obviously I would recommend everyone to read Proverbs but I would recommend everyone to read every book of the Bible you know like I can't just suggest like newcomers to this faith to be like I can't just suggest to all um Christian noobs like noob Christians to be (laughs) like Okay, read Romans, and then start at Genesis. Like I, yeah. I mean, you start, just start reading anywhere. Exactly, and just make sure you have someone you can ask questions that know what they're talking about because mm-hmm. it, it'll make it a lot more sense. Because there's things in the Bible, like today we're teaching SGT, and there's a verse in there. It's like he's like, if you don't hate your mother and father, if you don't hate your life, you can't follow me. Yeah, and you like can, to a lot of people that would make no sense. Exactly. Like I, I need to hate my parents in order to follow Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's true. You need to, um, it's, um, if you don't have a lot of experience, a lot of experience with prayer, it's a lot easier when you have a role model, um, who does. And so you can go to them and ask questions like, what does this verse mean? Um, and then you guys can talk about it together and it's really time well spent. Yeah, it's just seeking community and discipleship. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, please send in more questions. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to like and subscribe or else <laughs> I have a sword. And we'll dice you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time to be real. <laughs> I'm getting the sword out. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, we should tell our followers to go and be real. That'd be actually kind of sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, if you have Be Real, um, if you guys don't know about it, it's like a social media app where there's a certain time in the day where you post and you can't see anyone else's post unless you post and there's only one opportunity a day and it's like essentially you do it like right when you get it. So it's just like being real essentially. Yeah, um, so it takes a photo from both cameras. Yeah. Um, the front and the back. So, so if you want to follow us... Be, it's supposed to show what you're doing in the moment. Yeah. If you want to follow us and see what's going on in our lives and we can see what's going on in your lives... Uh, we'll leave our usernames down below. And I think right now it's me, Aiden, and Matthew that are using it. So I'll see you guys on it. I've never seen him post, though. Does he post? He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people 